Good morning, everybody. Today we're going to finish Pesach Hashem, the third parak, with some exciting agata. That's going to be the Gemara Daf Nun and then Pesach Hashem, we're going to start the fourth sigya, which is going to discuss an exciting sigya, the sigya of Minhagim, the din. What exactly gets the status of Minhag? When do we have to keep Minhagim? That is going to be the primary topic of the fourth parak, Pesach Hashem. So let's pick up three lines out from the top. The pasuk says in Zechariah, So says the Gemara, What's this pasuk referring to? That loss of love in the future, something's going to be worth much more than it is now. That's referring to the light of nowadays when we have the sun, which is very bright. There's going to be a light which is much greater, much brighter. But this is referring to the hard sugas and the gamma alays, which are very difficult now. But as Hashem loves Labay and El Maba, they're going to be much easier. Rabbi Shimon Levi, Rabbi Shimon Levi says, Elo Bnei Adam. It's referring to people who in this world are tremendously respected. However, in they are not necessarily respected as much. They are on a much lower level than they are respected in, in this world. And the Gemara is going to explain that sometimes we find that people in this world get a lot of respect and get a lot of attention because of what they do. However, really, if you really know what they were doing, they wouldn't necessarily command that same respect. Like the story, the son of Yeshua Levi, he got very sick. It's not going to look like he was nifter, appeared as if he went to the Elam Ames. When he came back, Father said to my chalice, what did you see in the Elam Ha'emes? And now we're going to see first-hand testimony of what exactly goes on in the Elam Ha'emes. I saw an upside-down world. I see people who are above in this world and in the next world, they are below. Meaning the people that we respect in this world do not necessarily have a very high position, have a very high place in the Elam Ha'emes. And the people on this world, unfortunately, don't get the proper respect. In the Elam Ha'emes, they get the proper respect. Amrlai responded back to him. Bini, my son, Oilam Bari. So you saw the very clear world. That is exactly how it's supposed to be. In the Pashab Shat, the Rishayna, Rebbein and others explain over here that in this world, people respect, people give respect to people for things that they don't necessarily deserve respect for. People respect people who have charisma, are very talented, who are, are very wealthy, and not necessarily people who do good things with the things that they have, who maximize their talents. And that's what the Gemara is telling us over here that Oilam Bari, that really in the next world, in Oilam Emmas, is going to be clear. Akalish Baruch is going to be Maksha people, the value of people, depending on what really they did in this world, and not necessarily. The Kaycha that Hashem gave them. As Hashem on the end of the daf will come back, here's a beautiful shot of Ramayisha. Finally, based on this week's parsha, it says he had Gemara Vayter, but Anan Hechi Hasam. So then his father asked him, "What about us? Us to meet the What's our status in El Ma'amets?" So he responded, "Kaycha di Isu Anan Hacha Achi Yisin Hasam." Just like we respect him in this world, so to the El Ma'amets, Hakadosh Baruch is going to respect us. So Shemati Shaim and I also heard says the Gemara. He's repeating what he heard in El Ma'amets. Asher Mishabala Kan to meet the other. I heard that they made the statement that Asher Mishabala Kan. How praiseworthy it is for somebody to come to this world. And he has his learning in his hand. Rabbi Nechanan quotes two pshatim over here. Number one, Tamud Biyadi means it's referring to somebody who learns, he knows the Torah so well that he can repeat about Pat. A very important idea that a person should always have something, some Torah that he could repeat, something that he could say over. That's one pshat Rabbi Nechanan brings. Another pshat Rabbi Nechanan brings. Number two, Tamud Biyadi means that a person who's Mekayim is learning, that a person doesn't just learn the Torah as if it's a beautiful book to study. He learn, he he studies the learning and he learns it in order to Mekayim the Torah. And that's what means Tamud Biyadi. He's Mekayim the mitzvahs that he learns Torah. That's the Torah that he learns. And there's a beautiful shot of the Ogre and Abudram, other Rishayim, who discuss why don't we make a Berchas Atayra every time a person learn, gets up from a Seder and then he comes back in a few hours, why don't we make any Berchas Atayra? So they explain, based on our Gemara, based on this idea that the Iker Tachas of the learning is Tamud Biyadeh, that a person should be Mekayim is learning. So therefore, the person closes Gemara in the morning and then he goes out. So that's yeah, not considered a Hefzik in the midst of Talmud Terror because the Iker Mitzvah of Talmud Terror is to live your learning, it's to live the Mitzvah, it's to live the Alachas that you're learning. So that's another Shah of Tamud Biyadeh. There's a beautiful Marsha in Babas and Nafiyad where he explains 
That Tamudah B'yadah actually means that a Tamud Chacham or a person who's learning should try to write down his learning. That's what means Tamudah B'yadah, that the Iker Limud says in the Marsha is the Ksiva, is the writing down of your Chedushim. Very important idea that a person should make sure to write down, even if you're not publishing a Sefer, you're not necessarily writing it for other people, you should write it down for yourself. That's the Iker Limud, and that's the Marsha says. Tamudah Chacham are called Seferim because they make sure to write down their learning. There is a Meshiv Dover, the Nitziv, and his true is Simchav Dalad, discusses based in our Gemara, one of the riots that he brings. He's discussing interesting Shail over there. He's discussing whether a person is allowed to have a monopoly over his own. Is a person allowed to? Let's say a person has Chalushi Torah. Is someone else allowed to steal them and publicize them to other people because he wants to spread the Torah? Do we own the Torah that we learn and therefore a person can decide, I don't want to publish my Chalushim, I want to make money off it? Or do we say, no, that Torah is for everybody? And therefore, you can take someone else's terrorist. The Nitzvah is going back and forth. And one of the things he wants to bring from Eric Mar, you see Tamud Biyadeh based on the Marasha, that a person owns his own learning that he writes down. At Seif Kol Seif, the Nitzvah writes that a person is allowed to make money of his learning. And therefore, if a person plans on selling his farm, of course, a person is allowed to steal it. It's actually a very interesting suga of copyright on many different farms. They used to have, they used, the Chacham used to make a harem against people that, for at least for 10 years, 15, 25 years, depending on the specific town, specific situation, they'd make a harem against a person publicizing a specific defus a specific manuscript. However, then it comes out that if a person is not making money off his solution, then it could be a person is allowed to read them and a person is not allowed to contain the Torah to himself because one of the Iker Tafkita, one of the Iker purposes of the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah is to teach it to other people as well. Says the Gemara Vishamati and he continued repeating over now, one of the other things that he heard when he was in the Elamis was that the Aruge Malchus, the people who were killed, which we'll see in one second that's referring to, that nobody's, nobody could stand in their Mechitis, meaning they're in a very high place in Elamis. It says more Mani, who's that referring to that Aruge Malchus? says more Elam, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, that's referring to Rabbi Kiva, that's Aruge Malchus. Bishim Aruge Malchus, Vesulai, the only reason why they're in such a high place is because they're Aruge Malchus. What do you mean? Rabbi Kiva and the Aruge Malchus were tremendous Samir Chamit, tremendous Sadikim. And that's why they were in such a high place in Elamis. Rather, says the Gemara. Ella Haruge Lod, that's referring to Haruge Lod, which if you take a look at Rashi over here, Rashi over here, and Rashi Tanis explains that there was a period of time in Kleisel where there was a Xer against Kleisel that it seems that the, somebody killed the daughter of the, of the king, and the king was ready to wipe out the entirety of Kleisel. So these two brothers got up and they said, that they're going to give up their life, they admitted to the crime, even though they didn't really do it, so they can save the entirety of Klai. So both the Igris Maisha and Simon Chavta, as well as the Sri Dation Chubas, discussed that Lachar, a person is not allowed to give up his life to save somebody else, and they brought Machavin to the same idea that Latzalas Klai Yisrael to save the entirety of Klai Yisrael, then it is permissible, which is, I believe, the Nadim Huda Marek also discussed in regards to Esther. Says the Helgic Marvite, Bayamu, yeah. The work continues discussing the Psukim and Zechariah. So the Pasuk says that it's going to be like on the shadow by the horse. The Gemara is going to explain what the Pasuk is referring to. It says the Gemara, what's that referring to? It's referring to that in Lots of Lavai, Kadesh Baruch is going to add on to Shalim until the time that a horse can run and its shadow is seen. Which Rashi explains, it's referring to midday, midday when the shadow is seen, that's when. That is the time that the, the Gemara is referring to. So HaKadosh Baruch is going to add on to Yishalayim until, or a horse can run from Yishalayim until half the day. That's when Baruch, that's the amount that HaKadosh Baruch is going to add on to Yishalayim. Rebbe says, Any of the bells, the jewelry that they would hang in front of the horse, between the eyes, is going to be Kadesh Hashem. They're going to dedicate to HaKadosh Baruch. They're going to give the base to make this. Rebbe Yechonim The amount of booty, the amount of loot that Kadesh Yisrael gets in the war, until again midday, they're going to, be, they're going to give it Kadesh Baruch, 
referring to the bells that they would hang in front of the horse, those aren't so valuable. So why exactly is the base of English going to be filled with such expensive stuff? And she's the Gemara, you're right, Mosa Kamar, and the second part of the Pasik is not connected to the first part. It's talking it's saying something else. Damn, it's Asri is Mishnah that the Clydesville is going to be very rich at that time and they're going to donate uh, stuff. So therefore says Gemara, it's not referring to the first part of the Pasik, rather it's a new idea. The Pasik's telling us that Clydesville is going to be very rich at the time and they're going to donate a lot of items to the base of English. That says it's referring to the Louis Hainan Dilsev. That's what the Pasuk says, well, you can't eat with Hashem. So, I guess it's not going to be a Kanani, which the Gemara is going to tell us is referring to. It's not going to be somebody who is a merchant who has to sell and buy things for the Israelites. Again, according to this Manarma, that's the, two, the first two Pshatim that says that it's referring to either the bells or referring to that Kosh Baruch is going to enter the Shalim. Why isn't there going to be a merchant in the base of Megdash at the time of the base of Megdash? They're still going to have to purchase things. I mean, according to Manarma, it says Kaisal is going to donate all their loot, all their booty, so it makes sense. You're not going to need anybody to buy anything for the Israelites because Kaisal is going to give all their stuff. But according to the first two Manarma, what's the Pshat? Says the Gemara, what the Pasuk is saying is that doesn't mean what we thought. It's not, it's not referring to a merchant, rather, it's referring to Ain Kanani. It means that there's not going to be any poor people in the base of Magdish. Says the Gemara, Kanani Milan, the Ikri Tiger has the asks the Gemara, how do you know that Kanani in general is referring to a merchant? Meaning that we're finding that the Pasuk is talking about a merchant, that there's not going to be a Kanani. That's the Pasuk of the Pasuk. Says the Gemara, because the Pasuk says, the Pasuk is Yehuda married the daughter of a Kanani. It says, my Kanani, what does it mean, Kanani? If you're going to tell me, it means Yehuda actually married a girl who's from Kanani. If you're going to tell me that Avram commanded Yitzchak, Yitzchak commanded Yaakov, that they shouldn't marry anybody from Kanani, Yehuda's going to be over and be married somebody from Kanani. No, rather, what the Pasuk means is, means the daughter of somebody who's a merchant, and that's what the word Kanani can also mean a merchant. Because the Pasuk says, You see that the Lashon of Saichrim, the Lashon of being a merchant, is, is associated with the word Kanani. So you see that the two things are synonymous. Says the Pasuk says that in Las Lave, Kadesh Baruch's name is going to be one. Ask the Gemara, Nowadays, the Nowadays, Kadesh Baruch's name isn't one. And says the Gemara, this world is not the same like the next world. Explain the more. In this world, on good news we make Baruch Hatev Ametev. Albus Suris Rice, Albus Suris Rice. We say the lashon of Baruch Dayan Emes. It says the Gemara Lasa Lavai Kulam Kuloi Hatayv Vameitiv. We're going to always make the bracha on Hatayv Vameitiv. And as the Achrayim over explained, I saw that Rishlam Zamrin examined Shem Ladaris. So some of the other Achrayim explained that even though technically we really we could make the bracha Hatayv Vameitiv when we hear bad news, because like the Gemara is telling us that Lasa Lavai is going to be very clear to us that everything that Hakadosh Baruch does is for the good. It's for the best of the person. So technically we could make that bracha Hatayv Vameitiv. However, explain the Achrayim, explain the Farshim that no. Since we only make brachas, can feel what we understand, can feel what we could see right now, and therefore, when we have bad news, we do make the bracha baruch dynamis because technically, to us, it does appear to be a negative event, and that's why we make the bracha of baruch dynamis. However, we do have to recognize that last love, there's going to be a time we're going to recognize that it was really all for the good. Says the Gemara, Ushmayachad, Mayachad. What does it mean? The Pasuk says Ushmayachad. What does that mean? Atu itin lav Shmayachadu. Until now, his name wasn't one. Says the Gemara, Menachem Ritzak. Like the Mazar Laba, Hail the Mazar, Nechta Biyod Biyod Heaven Yikra Ba Aleph Dal. That the name of Hashem is written. And you'd cave off, okay? And we read it like we read it the way we the way we read it. We're actually going to read Hashem's name the way that it's spelled. Says Gemara Sava, Rav Lamidish Repirka. Rav wanted to actually explain how to read Hashem's name properly. Armaleu Saba, who Saba told him, which is how Taisin Chulin brings a suggestion, which the guy 
Rabbeinu actually say that Husava is referring to Aliyah Navi, but Taisa brings down that it's not Aliyah Navi, but either way, Husava comes along and he tells them, Le Alim, because the Pasik says you're supposed to hide the name of Hashem, even though the Pasik, the way we read it is La'ilam, but the way you, it is spelled is La'alim, so therefore he said you're supposed to hide the name of Hashem, you shouldn't reveal them exactly how, how to say it. It says where Ravina Rami, Ravina asked as a seer, because the Pasik says that Shmi Le'ilam, which you read Laal, which I'm sorry, we, it's spelled La'alim, that you should hide the name of Hashem, but then the Pasik continues and says that everybody should know about the name of Hashem. So how do we reconcile the two things? The way to reconcile is like this. That Kaddish Baruch says that you have to spell my name one way and say it the other way. You should spell the way you should read it the way that we read it. We don't actually read the name of Hashem the way it is spelled. We should be zeichet to live and learn the halachas and the ideas that we learned in this parak. Says the Helegit Mishnevaiter again. The fourth parak is going to discuss primarily one singular topic of minhagim, which minhagim are valid, which minhagim have the validity of a minhag. Why we keep minhagim? That is going to be the discussion of the fourth parak. Hopefully, we'll give a separate cheer discussing halacha lemaisa, practically the source of minhagim. Where Menachem come from? Which Menachem we have to keep? Definitely a very exciting. So it says the Mishnah: Makom Shnagu Lasis Malacha Barib Pesach Marchatzayis Eisin Makom Shnagu Shleila Lasis Ein Eisin. Says the Mishnah that there was a minute in certain places that they wouldn't do Malacha until Chatzayis and Erev Yom Tiv, which we'll see the Rishayim speak out that after Chatzayis, the everybody didn't do Malacha. However, until Chatzayis, there was there was difference of opinion, different Menachem in different places. So the Mishnah says like this: In a place that the minute was not do Malacha, a person is not allowed to do Malacha. In the place where they did do Malacha, the Malacha is allowed to do Malacha. Says the Gemara: Let's say let's say a person goes from a place that generally do do malacha but he goes to a place where the minute goes not to what, and, or let's say the other round let's say he's from a place that he, they don't do malacha and he goes to a place where they do malacha says the Mishnah Either way, we give him the chumrah that he's not allowed to do Meaning, either way, even, even if he comes from a place where, in general, they do malacha on Erev Yamtiv, if he goes to the place where they don't do malacha on Erev Pesach, he has to keep their minute again. So, to vice versa, if he co- comes from a place where they don't do malacha and he goes to a place where they do malacha, he still has to keep his original minute and he's not allowed to do malacha. Says the Mishnah, because a person is not allowed to change because of Machlaikat, which the Gemara doesn't explain what exactly the statement means. Says the Gemara, similarly, a similar halacha that we apply. A person who's bringing parish feasts and welcome shakal and welcome shalekalo from a place that they didn't finish, to a place that I'm sorry, from a place that finished, to a place which did not finish. I'll explain in one second. Oh, you welcome shalekalo and welcome shakalo. Oh, from a place that they did not finish, to a place that they finished. Chayav levar the lach is he has to get rid of the pears, which the lach is in regards to parish feasts that you're allowed to eat the parish feasts as long as there are fruits in the field for the animals to eat. So the lach is that once there are no more fruits for the animals to eat, you have to get rid of all the fruits which are in your house. The similar fruit you have to get rid of it. So says the Gemara. Let's say a person, if a person was in a place that they already finished all the fruit, and then I go a place where they didn't finish all the fruits, so technically he should be able to keep his fruit, or the other way around. He, go, he goes from a place that they didn't finish the fruit, and he goes to a place where they finished the fruit, so technically he should be allowed to keep his fruit. Allah is, Chayv Levar, yes, get rid of it. Says the Mishnah, Ruhuda, Ruhuda says, Save Avalacha, Afata, go and bring it now, which the Gemara is going to explain this cryptic statement of Ruhuda, what exactly Ruhuda is referring to. It's interesting that Chayv and the Chayv and the others want to bring a rye from our Mishnah that the Mishnah is discuss- this, this halacha of getting rid of the, of the Perishvius, that is Lachayra, a minute which is taught in the Matthias. It just depends on the place, whether the place is an area where the fruits are still growing or not growing. So it sounds like very much in the Mishnah that even a minute which is Tali Mitzias, we don't change based on the lo- based on the location that you're in. Meaning, even though if, even if I come from a place which technically the Mitzias is one, minute, I go to a place which the Mitzias is totally different. I have to keep the minute in the second place, even if the items came from the place which the Mitzias was different. Which again, definitely an interesting discussion. Maybe we'll give a separate cheer about this, which the, the Chacham is discussing keeping two days of Yom Tov in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Helgi Gemara Vayter Ma'iri Avi Pesach Ma'fi Avi Shabbos Avi Yom Tov Nami asks.
asks the Gemara, the way Rashi learns the Gemara is asking like this, that the Mishnah said that in a place where they're noyig to do malacha on chatzais, you're allowed to do malacha, which means that the Deek of the Mishnah is that everybody agrees you're not allowed to do malacha after chatzais. So ask the Gemara, why do we specifically have to talk about Erev Pesach, well, Lechaira, every Erev Shabbos and Erev Yom Tov, you're not allowed to do malacha after chatzais. Why do the Mishnah have to speak out that Makum Shnogul Shalasm at chatzais? Lechaira, we know that already from chatzais and on, it's also do malacha on every day. So the Mishnah doesn't have to tell us the chatzais, because that we would know by ourselves. So as in like we learned in the Bible, the Brayse says that a person now, if a person who does malacha on erev Shabbos and erev Yom from mincha and above, which is machlekes mishanim, say from to mincha gedolim, mincha katana, malacha is never not going to see a seven bracha. And to the Gemara, no, hasman a mincha l'mayla who does over there. It's referring to that from mincha and on, it's also do malacha. Meaning on erev Shabbos and erev Yom only from the zman mincha, it's also do malacha. But some of the mincha there's no this do malacha right before mincha, which the again depends on whether you're learning that's referring to mincha gedolim, mincha katana. If it's mincha gedolim, that between Chatzais and Mincha, which is a half hour, you're allowed to do Malacha. And if it's a very different Chitana, you have another three hours to do Malacha. But either way, the Lacha is that Erev Shabbos and Erev it's not us to do Malacha until these Mada Mincha. So as we're in Hacham Chatzais, over here in our Pesach, Lacha is everybody agrees you're not to do Malacha from Chatzais and on. Inami says the Gemara, another Peshat Hassan, Simon Rachud, Lechaz, Avashmut, Lemishtab Tinale, that in regards to a person who does Malacha and Erev Shabbos and Erev Yamta, the Brahim says you're not going to see a Simon Bracha from your work. You're not going to be successful. However, we don't, give the, we don't put the guy in Cherim, we don't give the guy Malchus. However, over here, if a person does Malacha after in our Pesach, we we give we put him in cherem because there's a real iser over here. I mean, the Gemara is machalik that by Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom Tov, it's not a real iser. However, in regards to Pesach, it's a real iser. Says the Gemara Gufa. A person does malacha at any of these times. Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov, Matzah Shabbos, Matzah Yom Tov. We'll come back to one second. At any time, there's any nidin aver, which the Gemara explains. Lasu tainet sibar. That's coming to include a tainet sibar. Ain't a right from brachal island. A person's not going to see. A person's not going to be successful in his work. So we're trying to explain pashas when the Gemara here says a person doesn't do malacha on Matzah Shabbos. That's referring to. The period of Tesef Shabbos, a person is supposed to add a little bit onto Shabbos. Like Rash explains, Mishim Kavit Shabbos, Shemesif Mechal Akayish, a person adds a little bit onto Shabbos. So it's not referring to a long period of time. It just means a person does Tesef Shabbos, which Tais actually brings down from Yishami. But Yishami says that women are makbid not to do Malachal the entire Matzah Shabbos. He says the Yishami says that's not a real minute because that doesn't have any validity. However, if they're makbid to do, not do Malachal for a short period of time, which the, which the Gemara over there says Yishami says that until Avdal, until they finish davening Ma'ariv, that is something which is a valid minute. So again, Allah is that a person should try to be mice. A little bit onto Shabbos at the end, not to Malacha right away. Says the Gemara Baiter. There's four. Ty- the Gemara is going to tell us there's four types of people. Says the Gemara. In regards to working, there's a type of person who is constantly working and he's going to be rewarded. So the type of person who is very busy working but he's going to lose out. There's a person who's lazy and he's going to get rewarded. There's a person who's lazy and he's going to lose. Says the Gemara. What is this referring to? The person who is constantly working and he's going to be rewarded. What's that referring to? David Kuli Shapsa. Then in general he works the entire week. However, he doesn't work on Erev Shabbos, which I just explained before. A person doesn't work on Erev Shabbos. He gets schar, zarez, v'nifsar, da'avid kuli shabbos, da'avid ma'ay shabbos. There's the type of person who constantly works and he's going to lose out. What's that person? That's a person who works the entire week and he works in Erev Shabbos. Like the Gemara just brought down, that a person who works in Erev Shabbos, ain't a rice from brach lo'elam, shuffle v'nifsar, a person who is lazy and he's going to be rewarded. What's that referring to? Da'avid kuli shabbos. He doesn't work the entire week. And he also doesn't work on Erev Shabbos, so he's going to be rewarded. A person who's lazy and he's going to lose, that's referring to a person who doesn't work the entire week. And Afal Pekin, he still works on Erev Shabbos, so he for sure is going to lose out. And he writes him, Brachal Yadam. Says in Amar Rabba, 
these women who live even though they don't do malacha on erev Shabbos, because they're These women they never work; they don't work the entire week. But since they don't work on erev Shabbos, Afilaki says the Gemara Shafil v'Niskar Karinlu Afilikim. We call them that they're lazy and they get they're going to get rewarded. I mean, the Gemara is telling us a very important principle that even though these women don't work the entire week, but since they don't work on erev Shabbos, also even though it's not specifically because they don't they don't want to work on erev Shabbos because they don't work in general, they still are going to get rewarded for not working in Arab Shabbos, which is an interesting discussion, exactly when a person gets a word for not doing an Avera, that is a discussion which we'll have to have as Hashem, we get to the Sechus says the Haggik Marvaiter, Rava, Ramiksev, Rava asked the Stira, the Pasuk says, Ki Gadla Ashlam Chazdecha, the Kseb, and the Pasuk says, Ki Gadla Ashlam Chazdecha, one Pasuk sounds like Hashem's Chazdecha goes to tell the Shema, and one Pasuk says, even on top of the Shema, says the Gemara, okay, it's like, what's it referring to? Kamba, Isin Lishma, Kamba, Isin Lishma, depends, a person who's Isin Lishma, a person who doesn't miss the Lishma, he's going to the Chesed, Hashem is going to be even above the Shema, a person who doesn't Shle Lishma, he's going to be below, Hashem's Chesed is going to be below the Shema, Ukutar Yehuda, which Tamil Rishon explained actually, that the Meir over here speaks out that a person who does Mitzvah Lishma, Kalish Baruch is going to perform Nisim, that's the Lashon of above the Shema, it means that Kalish Baruch is going to be nigh with him, Shalek Adar Chateva, says the Gemara, very important principle says the Gemara that a person should be Isaac and Teremitzas even because because even though currently he's not doing it necessarily Shema eventually that will lead to Lishma. Taisa very speaks out. I the Gemara Brachas tells us the person who's Isaac but Teresh Lishma it's better that he wasn't born at all. Over here the Gemara sounds like it's a positive thing a person who's Isaac and Teremitzas Shalal Lishma. The Gemara Brachas tells us it's a terrible thing. So Taisa is Machalik that it depends if a person who's learning like Kanter a person just learning to bother the people to fight with other people. So that's a terrible thing. That's better that he wasn't created. However, here we're talking about a person who's not necessarily learning Lishma yet. He's not necessarily learning because he enjoys it because that's what Hashem wants. He's learning because he wants cover, he wants other things. That says the Gemara, that's a positive thing, that's a good thing. Which many of the Rishayim give different Gedarim exactly what's considered Lishma and Shalai Lishma. There's, it's interesting that the Raman brings down this halacha of However, he only brings it down in regards to Terry. He doesn't bring down in regards to Mitzvah. So it's a discussion exactly what's Shalai. The Rambam, I saw Rishayim Zaman over here, wants to suggest that it could be that the Rambam held that our Gemara was going based on the fact that Mitzvah ain't Sriyas Kavadah, that Mitzvah don't require Kavadah, and that's why you're still yet to the Mitzvah. However, the Rambam, we possibly didn't bring it down in regards to Mitzvah. Wants to suggest, and one of the chuvas, it seems that Ramesha held that the Ramah wasn't Gaius Mitzvah in our Gemara, could be the Ramah was Gaius Midais and not Mitzvah. Definitely want to discuss exactly what the Pshan the Ramah it says. The Hilgig Mar writer, Tanar Abonnet. A person who is dependent or waiting for the wages from his wife or from the mill, he's not going to see a simbracha from his work. Explains the Gemara, what's this referring to? What's that referring to? It says, it's referring to a scale, which Rashi explains that you give your wife a scale and she goes out and she makes a very cheap wages based on that. She tries to rent out the scale and, it says, and Rashi says, it's a very, it's a very small amount of money. And you're, you're embarrassing your wife, you're putting your wife in a compromised position just to make a little bit of money. That's not a good thing. The Ran over here has a little bit of different gear, so the Ran suggests that it's referring to that your wife goes out and she's Tevei in public, she weaves in public and the round brings down because the Gemara Ksubis tells us that a woman has to uncover her arm, her arm's going to cover while she weaves and that's why over here it's not a good thing, that's why because it's a, she's compromising hurts knees. However, says the Gemara, I will, oh, but, and Rechai, what exactly is Rechai referring to this mill? Says the Gemara, Agartha, that's referring to the small handmill again, like Rashi explains. It doesn't make a lot of money. It's a, it's a very, it's a large tirch, it's a lot of work, a very small amount of money, and therefore, a person should look for other type of work. Says the Gemara, I will avdo mezavna. However, if your wife goes out and she makes things and she sells them, then but then she's very, pra- she's praiseworthy. Then the Pasuk praises this type of woman, because the Pasuk, this is the Pasuk, regards to Eshes the Pasuk says, that your wife is going to go out and she's going to sell things that she made 
says the Gemara, that is a very positive thing. That is something that we encourage. There's a beautiful Aruch HaShochan in Simon Reish Vav, where the Aruch HaShochan writes, these women, the wives who support their husbands, they go out to work and they support their husbands. Says the Aruch HaShochan, the wives who support their husbands are learning that they go out to work so that their husbands or their children can learn. Says the Aruch HaShochan, they're going to be, they're going to have a tremendous award. And he says, Kolshikin, wives who specifically go out and they work so that their husbands can be involved in learning. Says the Aruch HaShochan, that's who, the, when the Shleim Al said, Eishas Chayel, it's referring to these women. Who are working in order to support their husbands? Says the person who makes his money off these reeds and these large kankanbuys pictures. He's not going to have any bracha in his work. My time it says since they're very bulky, they're very large items. People are going to be looking at him and he's going to have an iron heart. Again, what exactly an iron heart means? It's a big discussion. The rishonim, but either way, the gemara is telling us he's not going to see. He's not going to be successful in his work. People who sell in the marketplace, people who sell in the public area, people who raise these, these animals, people who cut down these trees, these good trees, and a person who always tries to get the best portion, he's not going to be successful. My time again says, people are shocked, people are always wondering about what these people are doing. And again, the idea of an iron har over here, people are always going to be looking at them, and that is an issue of iron har, they're not going to be successful in their work. There are four prutes, which means there are four types of currencies, four types of jobs that people are not going to see bracha in their work. So says the Gemara, Schar Kaisvin, people who write Sefer People who take schar, they get they get schar for being the mitorgman, which the in the times of the Tanaim and Amram, they used to have somebody who translate the speech, translate the drushes of the Tanaim. The schar Yisaim, the schar somebody who's working for the Yisaim, which we'll see soon. Umay, somebody's in the Yisaim. Money which comes from overseas. Bishlem is schar mitorgman. Bishlem is schar Shabbos. This is more bishlem is schar mitorgman because in general the, the drushes were on Shabbos. So it seems that the person is taking money for working on Shabbos. Umay, Yisaim and Ami, Labanim and Chilinu, and also a person who's working for the Yisaimim because they're not Benim and Chilin. Like Rash explains it, they're taking almost half the wages from they're taking almost half the money from the Yisayim, and that's a problem. Since the Yisayim can't be Michael, that's why they're not going to be successful. And a person who makes his money off items which come in the Yisayim, also because a person is not necessarily going to have a nace, and in the olden days, traveling across the sea was very dangerous, so that's why, says the Gemara, it's not necessarily a job that you want to be involved in. Ella, in my time, but ask the Gemara, what's the problem? Why people who write Kisei Kaddish why they're not going to be successful in their business? I'm Rabbi Shimon Very interesting Gemara. Chov Tal Tanesin Yashar Anshik Nesak Deila Al Kaisi Sram Tum Zudah Shleis Ashu that the Anshik Nesak Deila sat twenty four fasts in order that people who write Kisei Kaidish shouldn't become rich. Why says the Gemara? Shal Malim is Ashu and Kaisin because if they would become rich, they would stop writing. So very interesting. Says the Gemara. That's why people who write Kisei Kaidish are not going to be. They're not going to make a lot of money because if not, they would stop writing. Says the Gemara. Tan Rabban. Kaisi Sram Tum Zudah Hey Mitagreim Mitagri Mitagreim V'Chol Eskim Lachat Shemayim Lasu Mechner Tchelas. Says the more all these types of people, they and their merchants, people who sell them, they're not going to make a lot of money. They, including people who sell tchelas, they're not going to see a simon bracha in their work. Says the Gemara, the Gemara clarifies them. Right now, or if they're being Isaac and they work Mishma, then it could be they will be successful in business. Which the Mirror here explains that if a person just involved in these businesses just to make money, then he's not going to be successful. However, if he's involved in the Shem Shemaim, which is unclear, let's say he's involved for both. Let's say a person wants to he wants to write the Shem Shemaim, but he also wants to make a parnasa. What exactly is that status have? It would sound like from the Mirror that that's considered Isaac Mishma. Then it could be successful in business. The Berlachah is an interesting discussion. Similar to discussing this specific shaila, a person who's involved in making sittas and making tefillin. 
he does it l'shem two kavanas. Number one, he's doing it just to make money, but number two, he's also doing it l'shem the mitzvah. The Baruchah discusses: Does he have the concept? Of, do we apply the principle of Isaac and mitzvah or not in that situation? Says the Gemara. B'nai Baishan, the people from Baishan, Nog, Deloy have the Azlina Mitzur, the Tidim, the they wouldn't go from Tidim to, I'm sorry, they wouldn't go from Tzur to Tidim on Arab Shabbos, they wouldn't go to this place, Tidim, where there was a shuk where they couldn't have done business there, they wouldn't go there, like Rash explains, because they wanted to stay home to be involved to help prepare for Shabbos. Also, B'nai Akhmed, their children came from Riyachan, Amr Lay, Satim Avuan, Avisayn Afshalu, our fathers, it was possible for them, they needed the money. Around none, Afshalu, and however, we need the money, we need to go to the marketplace on Arab Shabbos. What's Allah? Amr Lay said back to them, your father ready to this minig on themselves, and therefore you can't change for the minig. Like the pasuk says, the pasuk and the beginning of Mishlei, which tells us that a person should follow in the ways of his father and mother. So therefore, it says the Gemara, a person is obligated to follow in this minig. Now, tremendous discussion that we shine over here. What type of minig are we discussing now, Gemara? Are we discussing a minig of the mishpacha, meaning just because their father was makabel minig, so they have to do it as well? You have to take a look at the Balmar, the Rabbi, the Riff over here. That is part of their discussion. Other Rishonim wants to just note, it, like the Rishonim Zaman and Rishonim speaks out, Lav Davka, that since their fathers did it, what it means is that since the people in their town were makbits, that's a minig Medina, that's a minig which a person who lives in a certain town, they are makabal, and that type of minig goes on to the children as well. Which Bezda Hashem hopefully will discuss in a separate chair exactly what the makar for Menagamar, many of the Rishayim bring our Gemara, that the makar for following Menagam is this Pasuk of Shema Benim, this Pasuk right over here, which part of the discussion is, is the halacha that we have to follow Menagam, is that Dindarais, is that Dindarabon, and so Pasuk Shah based on this Pasuk would only be a Dindarabon, and we'll see that some Sefer wants to suggest that it's a Dindarais because every minig is really a as Hashem, we'll see that when we get there. Quick as obvious, today the Gemara enough. We saw some, a few interesting agathic Gemara to end up the third parak, and then we saw the beginning of the fourth parak where the mission taught us about the Indian of Menhagim that a person who's makel in his place, but they're machmer in another place. When he goes to that place, he has to makabel the chumras of the place that he's going to. And then we saw the Gemara on the bottom just brought down different types of malachas that a person should stay away from. He should stay away from the public eye because it will be an eye in heart. Just what beautiful pshat that Rambam brings down. This is parsha Rambam Feinstein in Drash Meisha parsha of Eruv brings down the pasuk says. Parak Va Pasuk Va the Pasuk Mizan who iron Umay Shash Mizan Yesh Mikamish Makdiman Iron Mesh Mikamish Makamation Iron Rash brings down that sometimes the Pasuk first says Mesh then it says iron sometimes it says iron first so Rash brings down Loy Mesh Shkulunka Echel that the Pasuk is trying to teach us a very important lesson that both Mesh and iron were equal now asks Mesh Feinstein Vuhu Dara Tamua asks Mesh Mesh Adayin Avim Rabbi Shakol Elam Al Yaday the entire Mesh Rabbeinu was the father of Avim he was the leader of Klai Israel and he was the one who was Echel to give over the Torah and you're telling me the Ech Amar Shah Iron Shaka you're going to tell me that Iron is really equal so first suggest for Meisha because number one the Kivan the Gam Iron Abishi Hashem Lights Israel since Iron also was a Shlech Hashem take Klai Israel out so in this specific Nakuda of taking out Klai Israel taking Klai Israel from Tzrayim. Both Meish and Aaron were the same. Then Meish brings down a beautiful second shot based in our Gemara. Says writes from Meish the key in the Aaron Atzah Kolyam Mishleimus Karton Hashem Isparach Shai Afshelai Lasseis Who Shakol Kim Meish since Aaron was Mekayim his entire life Rotten Hashem to the best of his abilities. That's why he was on the same Adrega as Meish Rabbeinu and continues with Meish Afshel Meish Hayigadol. Even though Meish Rabbeinu ended up accomplishing more, the Chayne Elav Yisrael Devar and Mikamakim Kim Tishneim Also Mashim Stava Nishalchu Kefi Yechaltam Agadol Hayin Shavim Ben Mila. Says Meish since even though technically Meish Rabbeinu had a bigger Shlichas, Meish Rabbeinu ended up doing more in his life than Aaron did. However, since they both were Mekayim their own mission, their own Tafkid. That's why they both were considered equal. They're both exactly the same, and that's why Rish explains our Gemara beautifully. He says he asked the Kashan Gemara. He says, "Asks Rish, what was the what was the Havmin in the Gemara that the people in this world that we respect? Those are the people that for sure get their most respect. And the next world, the Kash was everything's very strange. What do we know that in this world we only can judge people based on what we see? And in Eilam Emes, it's called Eilam because it's the world of truth. So ask Rish, what exactly is the Pshat? What was the Havmin? So explains Rish beautifully that the that what happened was." 
like this. I will tell you, I will tell you, I will tell you, I will tell the Ramesha says that in, even in Eilam Emes, even in the next world, the, the, he saw that there were certain people who were seemingly much lower Madrega, that didn't necessarily do such amazing things in their lives, and still, they were above the Yainim. So his question was, what exactly is the Pshan of that? So therefore, says Ramesha, when his father responded, Eilam Bar East, you know, you saw the clear road, that's exactly how it's supposed to be, because every person, says Ramesha, who fulfills their own unique mission, their own unique Tafkid, even though they're not necessarily supposed to change the world, make the world a better place. They're supposed to do a simpler mission. They have the same adrega, the same level. And therefore, says Ramesh, a person who has the potential to learn a tremendous amount, and even if he does learn, he becomes a tremendous Tamakacham. However, he doesn't fulfill his entire potential. That person is going to be on a lower adrega than a person who's Makai with his entire potential, even if that person doesn't, doesn't necessarily learn as much, doesn't necessarily accomplish as much. Just a beautiful idea to think about, to recognize that we each have our own tafkid, our own mission, and we're going to be judged based on that, not based on somebody else's mission. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.